0: Alright, everybody, welcome back to Tag Team Pokemon Trading Card Games Premiere Podcasting Duo. My name is Riley Holbert, and I'm joined by my good friend JW Creewall for a special Leap Day bonus episode. JW, how you doing?
1: I am doing very well. Happy leap day, Riley.
0: <laughs> I know. What are you gonna do with your extra day in the year, man? This is a well, big deal. Ten-
1: I know. Tonight I am going to a daddy-daughter dance of a girl uh, at my church. So she is adopted and uh, by a single mother. And so I'm going to go hang out with her tonight and do some dancing. The only thing I know about the daddy-daughter dance is that there's going to be candy. Well, that's good. That's the only thing she's told me, so (laughs) I'm in. (laughs)
0: that's really cute man that's so exciting too honestly i'm sure you're honored to be like chosen for something like that
1: i am very honored of course you know you have you know there's many people that she could choose from uh so it's cool you know it'd be fun and hope i give her you know a night that is just special and that she feels like she's loved you know that's that's really the whole thing so
0: yeah that's really awesome man i love that i love giving back to the community Uh, Not just the Pokemon community, but, like, the the communities that you build around you. The
1: human community. Yeah,
0: the community of life, man, (laughs) that we all live There you go. (laughs) That's really cool, man. So we decided we would gather here today on this blessed Leap Day to talk about the stipend system. It's been a huge topic of discussion in the Pokemon community if you've been involved in, like, the online forums the past couple days um especially like in the post australia world um so for those of you who are out of the loop uh in the pokemon trading card game there are x number of players and x depends on the region that you play in so in north america it's 16 uh, in europe it's 22 in latin america it's eight etc cetera, etc cetera. Um, those players get stipends to the international championships so
1: that it, are held every quarter. Yeah. Right? You so you have an international championship in Europe, you have an international championship, in Australia, America, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Yeah. And every year they kind of adjust a little bit, how this system works kind of in junk in conjunction with adjusting how the world's invite system works. Um, and so if you are in the top 16, you get about a thousand dollars to go to the next IC. Um, and if you're in the top four, you get basically a full paid trip to go to the IC. Um, So it kind of encourages you to play to the best of your availability, place at the top of your region, um, and continue to do well. And at the end of the year, it culminates, whoever finishes in that top X for the entire year gets an automatic day two invite to Worlds, which that is, it can't be emphasized enough, like how big of a deal that can potentially be. It's really easy just to drown in Day 1 of Worlds, even if you have the best deck in the format. Um, there are plenty of, just this past year, there are plenty of ability Charizards who drowned in Day 1 of Worlds. Uh, but meanwhile, Tord brought it to the top 4 of the World Championships. Same goes for Mewtwo. There are lots of Mewtwos in Day 1 of Worlds, and uh, Mewtwo ended up winning the World Championship. But I guarantee that not every Mewtwo made it out of Day 1 of Worlds. <laughs> so,
1: Absolutely. So
0: getting Automatic Day 2 you know, puts you right at the driver's seat of having control over your World Championship tournament.
1: yeah and just very prestigious
0: yeah and there's obviously like prestige that comes with it um, notoriety um you know if you're into like clout and being recognized as a top level player (laughs) this could be a potential avenue for pursuing that so this year the system has changed up a little bit instead of tallying the points total for the year every quarter um they do it quarter by quarter so Uh, The points I got between Worlds and Latin America counted for Australia, and the points between uh, Latin America and Australia count for Europe, et cetera, et cetera. Um, The major difference, though, I think that people didn't expect is that the best finish limit for every quarter's stipend is the same as the entire year. So you can finish in eight League Cups and Challenges for every quarter of Pokemon. So every three months... If you want to stay on top of your grind, you have to play in 16 local tournaments minimum and place in all of them. So that's a monumental task and has definitely led to some uh, debate and discussion in the community. JW, what are your initial thoughts on the way that the stipend is handled right at this moment in time?
1: I mean, I think we looked at it at the beginning of the season and kind of foresaw, you know, maybe a bit of an issue, like a, maybe a, just an oversight on the people who... and. Not not like in any wrong way. I think the system has updated to be better. So I'm not trying to like throw shade on the on whoever uh, created the new system. Um, not a, at all. Instead, I'm trying to offer you know this this advice or, or kind of what we're seeing as players. But with the new system, it just is encouraging players to be extremely invested that I would argue to the point of obsession which I don't think jives with the the values of Pokemon. I don't know. Just Pokemon as a company, as a brand, uh, generally tries to de-emphasize competition. Right. And so having the stipend system the way that it currently is with, like you said, being able to have 16 finishes, 16 tournament local finishes per quarter, doesn't really... Um, doesn't really, you know, you know, coalesce with their brand overall of being a little bit non-competitive and more for fun.
0: Right. And it's been an interesting process, like watching this unfold. I remember when I first noticed that eight was the best finish limit per quarter, I thought maybe it was a glitch or something with them implementing like the eight per the whole year and that they were going to reduce it down to a more reasonable two per quarter. Um, Lo and behold, that was not the case. It was not a glitch. It was fully intentional. And, you know, here we are two quarters in, and it's still obviously the system they're going with. So you talked about, like, to the point of obsession, and to a a certain degree, I kind of agree with you. I think the intent of Pokemon was to get people who play a lot locally to be able to get opportunities to get those high-level, you know, prestigious titles and you know, travel out to international tournaments they might not normally be able to go to. I think the attention was there and in the right place. Yeah, Um, absolutely. The problem is we've reached this point where, you know, if you stay ahead early, even if it's just off a couple local finishes, you get kind of stuck in this rabbit hole where you have to keep going and going and going and playing so much Pokemon. And I just think, you know, obsession is probably a good word for it. I don't, there might be a little bit better of one, but it gets to the point where it's just consuming like your entire life at that point, you know, Uh, especially if you're in college, it's one thing or high school, but if you're like working and then also trying to manage doing this, that's basically taking all of your time that isn't Pokemon and diverting it to Pokemon. So it's just, it's a little crazy to me. It seems unsustainable. And to me, I've noticed as well, my friends who are, you know, deeply involved in getting these, prestigious like travel awards and stipends have really gotten burnt out by the system and are no longer as interested in, in pursuing like the quarter to quarter stipend. I think even sure. Azul was saying on stream this week that he doesn't go for the quarterly stipend at all anymore. And he just wants the end of the year, you know, day two of worlds. Yeah. And so I think that goes to show there's like definitely a problem going on here when the people who love the game the most and are the most invested in competing for these things are, have completely lost interest in it.
1: Well, and that goes back to the point earlier where we're saying, well, Pokemon probably, likely was thinking, yes, we want to get our best players on the biggest stages as often as possible. You know, because if you're going to host an international tournament in Australia, you know, their player base really isn't the biggest. You know, you compare it to America, uh, you compare it to Europe. Um, If we're going to host these huge tournaments with all this money, we want to make sure that, you know, we at least give the opportunity for the best players from the other regions to make it out there. And like you said, if you're having players, the best players that are getting burnt out and kind of, um, resenting the game, that's antithetical to what you're trying to do.
0: Out. So we talked a little bit about ways we might want to adjust it. I'm sure that the community has lots of ideas as well. Uh, personally jw what would you do to adjust the system and make it fit the needs of the both the you know the local warrior as well as the top level player who's going to go to every large event
1: sure well we talked a little bit about region locking the finishes so there are things that if you don't know they have these certain special event tournaments and there was one in i think puerto rico most recently i i could Costa Rica, Costa Rica. And um, they're basically the idea behind those, which is a really great, again, a really great intent that maybe has gone a little awry, uh, where they have these tournaments generally in the low CP areas, kind of those danger zones, I would call them, where, you know, they don't have a, a huge local base or a lot of tournaments in that area. And so they host these special events where, you know, ideally the locals can get a few more points for worlds. And what we end up seeing is that a lot of players um, will come over from other regions to those events and just kind of wipe the board from the local players of uh, all the, all the CP, you know, they'll kind of suck it up in pursuit of this stipend back in their home country. So I think we were talking a little bit about region locking those finishes and that might be a potential solution
0: Right, I think, I definitely think there are certain merits to that. I know, uh, to some degree, the local players in these regions kind of like having these big names come to their events and being able to see them and play with them. Uh, but on the other hand, um, it has like two major effects on the you know, scene in America or Europe or um, even Australia, A- any region where this is like occurring and players are traveling long distances to, go to these special events. The first thing is it kind of gates the the stipends behind, excuse me, behind like a money slash location barrier. So Mm -hmm. uh, the most obvious example is if you live in Florida, it's much easier to get to these South American special events than if you live literally anywhere else in the United States. Um, It's much cheaper, flights are shorter, it's just an overall simpler experience. Um, Whereas if I were to try to fly in Costa Rica, that's a you know multiple hundreds of dollars expense um closer to probably a thousand dollars if i were to do it more on a whim um so it's not really there's no roi there you know if you live in if you don't live close enough to these things uh the second effect though is it both inflates the cp that you need for the stipend in america as well as deflates the total cp available in these lower cp regions so as cool as it is to have like this availability of top players in other regions, I think the net effect is not exactly the one that I think Pokemon was intending to have. I don't think right. they were intending to have top players fly out to all these special events, despite the fact that they haven't changed it. It doesn't seem to me like that's aligning with the actual goal of special events. It feels to me like if they wanted, you know, top talent to travel to these, they would offer cash prize, you know, right. But the fact that they're only offering like, oftentimes just booster boxes of the local language that's doesn't seem like an actual incentive to try and
1: pull top talent to the area. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So with region lock finishes, we, we kind of talked, maybe that wouldn't be quite the, uh, quite the answer, the catch all answer. Um, there's another thought that maybe you could award travel awards based solely on tournaments, so if you won a regional or got top four at a regional or top eight or whatever the number is, you would get X amount of dollars towards the next international championship. Would that be something that Pokemon should maybe consider if they're looking to... That would be a very drastic shift in the way that they've done it for the last couple of years. But would that be something that the Pokemon company should consider doing? I think there are a few reasons that it would be good. The the main reason that comes to my mind would be that it rewards the players for performing the best and not for performing the most. Right. I think what we see now is that there's just players going to everything and you have to go to everything. And the players that can are just, you know, obviously are way more likely to get the stipend than the players that can't. But if you perform really well at the one regional that you can go to in the year and you happen to get, you know, top four win, you know you having the win or something like that and you're able to get some money to go to an ic i mean aren't you one of the best players if you win a regional i think there is um some some thought that you might be at least for that year you might be one of the better players so give me your thoughts on on maybe a regional finish awarding cash towards traveling to another country for an international championship
0: i think personally that would be a really solid idea um, especially, I think when you get towards like the actual World Championships day two qualifiers, I think you know having that be regional and IC champions would be a very reasonable ask because those are the players who have performed in such a way that you could be convinced they deserve day two of the World Championship. You know, um, that being said, I think there's like a pro pros and cons a little bit to having exclusively regional base finishes. I think the pro is that you know. Within a quarter, you definitely have the people who performed the best at the highest level in that quarter if you just gather that group of people. Um, and I think that's a really solid argument in and of itself. Um, the downside I could potentially see, that, or something people might argue against it, is it kind of like awards more than you're already getting for winning or doing well to regional. So like, you know, for example, if you win a regional, you're already getting $5,000 off rip. Uh, but now all of a sudden you're getting like a travel award to go to an IC and potentially win more money and do this and that, you know, personally, I don't really mind that. Um, but I could see how people could be upset that like, you know, you're just so much. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the rich get richer, but I feel like this current system is kind of already like that, but just in like a less direct way, uh, where like, you know, if you go to a ton of events, you're and performing like okay at all of them. You're getting you know x amount of money, and then you get the stipend. You go to Australia or you know Europe or Brazil, and you get x more amount of dollars, and then that keeps coming and coming and coming. So it's just like instead of trying to pitter patter that a bunch of cross finishes, you reward just the the best of the best finishes that you can get. Sure. So. JW, do you have any like alternative strategies that you might implement? That's one that I've personally been a huge fan of. Is there anything that's like another idea people have had of like limit the cups a little further down for quarter? Right, or, right. Like, that would
1: that would be a pretty, I think, I think obvious one. Like you said at the beginning of the cast, just we all thought it was a mistake on Pokemon's part to say eight per quarter for you know the <laughs> challenges and cups. But maybe bringing that back to two is a little bit more reasonable, or, or even you know, if you really don't want to go that low and you really do want to reward the local players, I, I do feel like four might be the sweet spot for that kind of thing, where it, yeah. it rewards the local players for like performing well and winning those cups. And it's just kind of that thing, you know, that all the players have to do if you want to be in the race for the stipend, but isn't unattainable to, you know, get top four, win four cups. Like that seems very reasonable um, and doable for for locals and pros and, and all that stuff. You know, if you want to encourage the pro players and also just your, your local guy, that would be kind of where I'm looking at for that. Um, and then maybe there is some type of hybrid that you could implement between regionals, finishers, high finishers, and just general uh, point getters, general finishers. And I, I don't know quite what that number is, but to say like, the winner of the regional gets this thing, but also the other players that have enough CP also get, you know, the travel award or whatever it is. Uh, Maybe there's like a hybrid version that you could come up with.
0: Yeah. I think four actually is a pretty like good amount. You know, I think that's probably more achievable Um,
1: Four cups four cup finishes. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
0: exactly. Um, Another thing I think is worth mentioning that we haven't brought up yet is there are people who just, Physically cannot get to eight locals per quarter. Um, right. Talking specifically about people in just areas that don't get a lot of tournaments. Um, I think two to four is much more reasonable for that type of player, um, as opposed to eight is physically impossible for a lot of people.
1: Sure, sure, yeah. If they're not in a in a tournament-dense area, then yeah. you're just eliminating... And, and that's fine. I mean, by, by sheer... Um, existence, it's going to limit people, right? right. Like the sheer existence of this race, it's going to limit people out of it. But I think, again, if we look at the brand of, of Pokemon <laughs> and what they try to cultivate, I, I think it's trying to be as, it wants to be as inclusive as, po- as possible um, while still encouraging the best of the best to play in these major tournaments. So, yeah. you know, maybe splitting that difference is, is good. Would there be any pitfalls that you see with kind of reducing this, um, this race, you know, kind of taking the, taking all those, you know, the eight finishes, eight, uh, league challenges, cup finishes off the table, maybe bringing it back to two or four. Do you think that that would make enough of an impact or would it still just be as cutthroat and maybe draining on a player? I think it
0: would make a pretty significant impact. Um, you know, obviously you still have to go to regionals to, to do these things. And, there's a certain amount of burnout that comes from that but me personally any week that i travel to a regional that's like a you know it's a whole fun experience for me whereas doing two cups every weekend for months on end is just miserable to be honest it's and it's not because i don't like playing in locals outright and it's not like i don't like my local player base but it's just like i like to do other things as well you know i like to see my friends who don't play pokemon for example i know it's it's the crazy unfathomable idea (laughs) but but there are other things out there that are worth doing and i think pokemon should also just be willing to acknowledge that in the first place right like they shouldn't want you to be you know one kind of single focused kind of person um and i think pokemon at some extent kind of values that they like value having people who are like you know put together and recognizable and like have things going on in their lives that aren't just pokemon at least that's kind of that's kind of like the vibe that i get personally so it seems right. like the the current system kind of doesn't really jive with that um, right right one well, last good. thing i think yeah. might be worth <laughs> mentioning um this is something that i personally said would potentially be good is just to remove local finishes still have it be cp paste but only the cp that you get at higher tiered events. What are the possible like pros or cons that you would see with a system like that?
1: So yeah, just to flesh that idea out a little bit more, what basically we would be proposing would be removing the CP um, from the local finishes, cups, and challenges to uh, you know only count for the world's invitation, whereas the higher level events would count towards the stipend award. Is that? that's kind exactly. of what, yep. what we're talking about here. So, um, you know, so something like a regionals and internationals would just count towards the next, uh, you know, re, uh, international event. So I think that would be kind of cool. Again, we're talking about how it would limit some players where they're not able to get that CP locally. Uh, I think that hurts players that do have a very strong, you know, local presence, but maybe can't get out to, the regionals um, across the country. I think most notably, who that would affect would be anyone on the West Coast where they have a, a decent number of tournaments, to my knowledge, but have to travel so far for regionals. Yeah. You know, it's just, you know, we were kind of talking about that issue with um, having like special events in South America. And obviously, it's a little bit easier to get out uh, to, you know, that hemisphere out of Florida. And so, you know, same kind of idea when you're going west to east when the large majority of american regionals are in the midwest or on the east coast yeah. it's a hard players you know in the west to get out so i mean any little change that you look at you're obviously going to affect some player like somebody's going to be affected just because
0: right negatively and positively
1: right right negatively and positively but i will say if Pokemon does want to go after the best, have the best players attend the international championships, I think it would be good for them to remove the local cup finishes for CP towards that, you know, travel award.
0: Yeah. I personally, I think that's the system I would like the best for travel awards. Um, you know, it doesn't force you to be as rigorous as having to win one. Um, but it rewards consistency at the highest level of play, which I think ultimately that's what is reflective of, of being the best player, you know, someone who can get top 16 or top eight at every regional is going to be, in my opinion, better than the player who wins one regional and is never seen again, despite attending all of them. (laughs) Yeah. So cool. I think we've reached a pretty interesting set of thoughts. What do you guys think? Be sure to let us know and DM us on Twitter what do you think of the stipend system? Do any of these systems jive with you?
1: And tell us your personal story. You know, have you been impacted by the stipend system in any way, positively or negatively? And kind of what are your thoughts um, on issues like geography, money, local uh, finishes, you know, these kinds of things that we'd be curious to know?
0: Yeah. And that goes beyond just the stipend system, but the world's system as a whole. How is it Affected you? How could it be tailored to better meet the player base as a whole? I'm curious what you all think. So, JW, I have one last question though before we sign off for the day. And it is: Is 16 North American players enough?
1: There's a lot of great players right now, man. And there's a lot of great players in Europe. So, I feel like we can't even, you know, say this is only toward America. I know they have what, 24 in Europe? 22. So, 22, I mean, in Europe, so... I don't know where they got
0: that number from. (laughs)
1: Well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it has to do... I I don't think it is enough. I wish that they would have more. Um, That's hardly coming from a selfish point of view, but I do wish that they would have more. Just because America is like the hotbed of, of the Pokemon trading card game outside of Japan, and I... Just would love to see more local players, local players, more American players represented, but obviously I'm going to be. Local
0: in the sense of the entire country.
1: (laughs) I think it needs to go up. I think it needs to go up.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree, but I was curious what you might say, and you put it in a very eloquent way. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Great. So yeah, be sure to DM us on Twitter or tweet at us with some of the thoughts that you have and be sure to check us out next week. Wednesday, as always, we'll be back. And until then, we'll see you around. Enjoy your Leap Day, everyone. Peace.